but we're excited to be at Truth Church, amen, and literally, because you love Jesus Christ, it's called truth, amen. Thank the Lord. I not only want to honor and thank Pastor Gilbert, but I also want to honor and pastor the Truth Church because you have taken in something that's very, very special to us. I know he said that I was Ben's dad, but I'm actually Ben's younger brother <laughs> with less hair. Amen. But you, 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 you've taken care of four precious little jewels that belong to us and to my good friends, the brother and sister, Danny. And uh, that means a lot to us. It means a lot to us. And for those of you that saw these young people up here, these Bible quizzers, our son, our daughter-in-law, our daughter, were quizzers. They're now older in life and they're living for God. That is a great investment right there. And I thank the Lord for that. Amen. Praise the Lord. So here, this is what we need to do before we're seated. Brother Trevor, we got to find at least three people that are smarter than you and shake their hand and tell them it's good to see you in church. Amen. Three people that are smarter than you. seated in Jesus name amen I, I, I just need to throw this in but Papa and Gigi and Mimi and Poppy had the most beautiful little girl and little boy in our lives yeah. Zuri and Rome amen thank the Lord we're we're, we're novice we're, we're just beginning and we're getting used to this, but oh my goodness, praise the Lord. God is good. That's all I can tell you. Amen. I believe that Jesus Christ has a word for us this morning. I'm thankful to a praying mom, a praying dad that had prayed for me and allowed me to get to this point in life. Prayer works. But the presence of God is here today, and he wants to fill people with the Holy Ghost. Amen. I pray to God that we have some guests here. I don't know all of you. No Brother Trevor, no Brother Noe, and I, I, I know Brother Bill. He's not here today, is he? Oh, he's up there, praise the Lord. <laughs> Amen. Good barbecue, by the way. <laughs> I don't know who you are. But what I do know is who Jesus is. I know his purpose and I know his mission. And I want to fulfill it to the biggest and most powerful way that I can in this morning. So please bear with me. The wonderful beauty of God is expressed all around us. The majestic rolling hills on the countryside, 
from California to North Carolina, from Texas to Minnesota, every one of them expressed with its own heavenly design. Every one of them was complete and is complete. They were a creation of God. The mountainside of Mount Rushmore, the Rockies, the Smokies, Mount Rainier and St. Helens formed for one to enjoy the fresh air and to be in awe of the beauty and the works of God. All with great elevations and formation, but yet each one of them so very different. Their arrangement, their layouts are perfectly designed. There's no flaws in them. Their, their geology, their formation, every characteristic of these mountains are exactly, are exactly as God specified in the beginning. They are complete. The valleys of Texas, California, throughout the United States, the Shenandoahs, Yosemite, the Hudson, the Ohio and the Tennessee Valley, each and every one of them laid out by the hand of God himself. Every one of them is complete. My wife on a daily basis requests of, of me to look to the heavens. I'm thinking it's the rapture. <laughs> but she says, look to the heavens and look at the beautiful clouds, the work of God. But like the rolling hills, the mountains, and the valleys, each cloud consists of its own design, its, its own density, amen, ah, uh, its own elevation, and own, uh, its own transparency. The configuration of each one is completely different, all designed by the hand of God. The clouds are complete. All that God created was designed with great specificity and purpose, all to his completeness. Turn your neighbor and tell him completeness. Isaiah wrote, indeed, my hand has laid the foundation of the earth, and my right hand has stretched out the heavens. When I call to them, they stand up together. Oh, that we can understand Amen. The power, the totality of the greatness of God, uh, that we can understand his width, his height, uh, and his depth. Uh, the, it's incredible, his mercies and his grace and his love, uh, that we can understand it in totality. He is absolute. He is genuine. There's none beside him. There's no one to his left, to his right, in front, or behind. Uh, there was no one else in the beginning, but it was only one. One God, and his name is Jesus Christ. Oh, hallelujah. It started in the beginning. It started in the beginning. John documented this truth by saying, in the beginning was the word. And, in, and, and the word was with God, and the word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by him, and without him was not anything made. Amen. Simply put, the world 
the heavens, everything that you and I see, you included, has been created and formed by the Lord Jesus Christ in the New Testament, uh, Yahweh of the Old Testament, uh, hallelujah, and what he does and what he makes is perfect. It's perfect. Amen. It's with purpose. Amen. Praise the Lord. I, I believe that you and I should never look down. Amen. When you look in the mirror, you ought to say, you're good looking. Amen. You are made perfect in Jesus Christ. Uh, stop putting yourself down. You put yourself down, you put the, the creator down. Uh, amen. Lift yourself up uh, as you lift up the name of Jesus Christ uh, and shout and worship and exalt his name. Oh, hallelujah. My God's not dead. He's not on the cross. He's not on a t-shirt for me. Uh, amen. He lives. He's alive and he's in us. Uh, his spirit is truth. Hallelujah. Amen. You may be seated. Brother Noe, I'm sorry. I was supposed to say a little something in Spanish. Dios es poderoso. Dios es bueno. Dios es magnificent. Amen. He is great and wonderful. So I speak a little bit of Spanish. <laughs> the formation of the earth. The Genesis. God created heaven and earth, but the earth was without form. It, it, it was void, it was empty, it was desolate, it was dark, it was without life. Uh, the earth uh, was in a state of necessity. It was hungering and it was destitute. Uh, the, the, this was not the final plan of God. It was not the final plan of God. This was only the first phase. The earth was incomplete in this phase. The earth was incomplete in the first phase. In the latter part of the verse of Genesis chapter 1 verse 2, it states that God's response to the earth's emptiness was for, 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 uh, for his uh, emptiness, for his voidness. It, it lacked for life, but the word says... The Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. The Spirit of God in Hebrew is the word ruach. Ruach of God. Ruach is defined as the wind or the breath or the motion. Hallelujah. The ruach of God was dispersed over the earth's emptiness, its hunger, and its darkness. When one speaks words... When one speaks word, it all starts with the air or the wind movement from the lungs, becoming breath as it comes out of our mouth. Uh, amen. As the scripture in John noted, the breath of God spoke in the beginning. The word, the wind, the ruach flowed. Uh, the spirit of God flowed uh, from the spiritual lungs of God uh, to produce this powerful phase uh, or phrase. Uh, it's let there be. Let there be light. Uh, let there be water. Let there be a firmament. Let there be land uh, and so forth. So it was the spirit of God, the wind, the breath, the ruhat of God that spoke 
uh, over the emptiness of the earth, uh, the confusion of the earth. It was the Ruhat uh, that of God, uh, amen, that spoke over the darkness of the earth to produce or, or to create the light, the heavens, uh, the separation of water and land, uh, the fowls of the air and the fish of the sea. Everything on this earth is created by God, uh, by his spirit, by the ruhat, the wind, the breath of God. This is the second phase. This is the second phase. In order for God to fulfill craftiness, his beauty, his design, his creativity, in order to fulfill completeness, there must be emptiness. There must be a voidness. There, there must be no agenda and no life. Uh, because without emptiness, there can be no completeness. Without emptiness, there can be no completeness. Bear with me, I'm getting somewhere. In the second chapter of Acts, excuse me, in the second chapter of Genesis, man is formed. I'm already wanting to get to the book of Acts. God formed Adam. He was specific in his information. The, the placement of his fingers were exactly where they needed to be. His hands, uh, his arms, uh, his legs, his feet, uh, toes, everything was strategically and heavenly placed where God designed it to be. He formed the head, uh, he formed the face, uh, the ears, the eyes, the mouth, uh, and Adam's nostrils. All this to his liking and perfection. This was only the first phase. You see, it was all put together there. It looked wonderful and great. It looked like uh, a person, which it was. It, it looked like it was complete, which it wasn't. Uh, it, it was there, designed completely as Jesus Christ of old in the Old Testament, Yahweh uh, performed uh, the design, the creativity. The outer perfection had an inner imperfection. The outer perfection had an inner imperfection. It was empty. It looked great. You could touch it. It felt great. It might have felt great to be right next to it. But it was empty. It was void. It contained no forwardness. Uh, the body had no life, uh, no soul. Uh, the first phase was a necessity before the completion of Adam. It is a necessity. The first phase is a necessity, amen, but it's, vac it's vacant, it's empty, and it's void. An empty body was not God's final plan. The scripture says that God himself breathed into the Adam. Amen. He breathed into Adam. It was not until the wind of God, it was not until the breath of God, amen, the Ruhath of God, it wasn't until it flowed into the lungs of Adam himself that he then received life. 
Not until the Spirit of God entered into Adam was the emptiness removed, uh, the voidness removed, uh, the, 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 uh, the emptiness, the voidness, and, and the no life removed. Uh, he, had no move, he had movement now. He had functionality, and he had purpose. Yeah. This was the second phase, just like the earth. Just like the earth, it needed the second phase so it can be organized, so it can be in order, so that things can be nice and beautiful for us today. But Adam became a living being only when God, his ruach, flowed into his nostrils, the second phase. When the spirit of God the Ruchoth entered into Adam. When the wind blew into him, when the breath of God entered into him, then and only then he became a whole and complete man of God. I'm talking about the spirit of God, the Ruchoth of God. There is no life without the wind of God. Amen. We, we, we need to understand that there's no life without the wind of God. Amen. We can't move and function in totality and, and full 100% without the spirit of God, without the ruhath of God. There is no completeness without the ruhath of God. God only fills empty vessels, empty lives, empty hearts. Amen. And I believe I'm in front of a bunch of empty people. Amen. Empty of themselves. Uh, amen. But full of Jesus Christ. Amen. Ezekiel found himself in a heavenly vision. He found himself in a place where there was no life. He found himself in a place where there were bones, bones with no life, bones with no skin, bones with no tendons, bones with no ligaments, uh, bones uh, with no breath. It was dead. And God told Ezekiel, prophesy, preach to these bones. Preach to the, and thank God for Pastor Gilbert. He stands here uh, and he preaches to you uh, every Sunday and every Wednesday. Amen. And sometimes uh, we come to church, uh, amen, with dry bones. With dry bones. Uh, amen. And God's called him to preach the word of God. Just like he told Ezekiel, preach to the church. Uh, preach to the bones. Uh, amen. And, and let there be some great things to happen. And as he preached to the bones, all of a sudden, there was a rattle. Thank God for a rattle. Amen. It, it rattled uh, in the church. It rattled in the dead place, uh, in the valley of, of death. It rattled. The, the, when he preached the word of God, all of a sudden, the tendons came back to the bones. All of, all of a sudden, the ligaments came back to the bones. All of a sudden, there was a skin 
on the bones. Uh, muscle was there as well. Amen. Uh, they, they had the formation uh, once again of a human being. Uh, it was an army, literally, literally many, many, many uh, bodies uh, that were put together by the preaching of the word. I'm excited about uh, the preaching of the word. I'm excited about souls, uh, amen, that love God uh, and live for God. Uh, I'm excited uh, that there is truth, uh, amen, uh, in our lives. But, but, Brother Bonner, you did a phenomenal job in the prayer room. You can't heat, yes. He spoke about refreshing. A refreshing. He sort of stole my message. It's okay. He talked about getting deeper with God. Well, it feels wonderful and great to have an earth that is complete. Uh, amen. Or, 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 or that it was disorganized in the first phase. It was wonderful and great to have Adam in the first phase uh, because he looked so nice and so uh, mature and so uh, designed of God himself. Uh, and then we go to the valley and we see literally an army of people, amen, that have their bodies all put back together again. They look like they're ready for a fight. Uh, they have their M16s back in my days. They, they, they had their revolvers back in the Louis L'Amour days. Uh, they had whatever they needed. It looked like they were, Brother Trevor, complete. They looked like they were complete, but they were incomplete. There was no life in them. They couldn't win nothing. They couldn't battle against anything. Amen. You and I must understand and comprehend, uh, amen, that if we go to the battle, if we go and try uh, to overcome our situations and our faults uh, on our own in that state, in that first phase state, I'm here to tell you, you will fail over and over and over again. You can't do it alone. You can't do it in the first phase. You can't survive in the first phase. You need God's spirit in you. Praise the Lord. Oh, give him a hand clap of praise. Oh, exalt his name. Oh, glorify him. Think about it. Think about what you're going through. Think about how many times you've had failure. What phase are you in? What state are you in? Oh, praise the name of the Lord. But God imposed in Ezekiel once again to preach the word of God. And again, our pastor comes and he preaches to the church again and again and again. But, but Ezekiel, God said to him, Ezekiel, preach again prophesy again but this I don't want you to prophesy to the bones 
I don't want you to prophesy to the body. I don't want you to prophesy to the tendons and the ligaments and, and the muscles and the skin. I, 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 I've, uh, that's already done. It's already created. It's already formed. The vessels are there. This time, I want you to preach to the winds. Preach to the Ruhath. Amen. Preach that they would blow through the valley of dry bones. Amen. And begin to give these bodies wholeness and completeness, a life, a strength, a revelation, an understanding. Amen. Of who they are and what their purpose is in life. And when pastor preaches to us uh, on Sunday mornings or Wednesdays, uh, when he preaches to us, he's preaching with purpose. Amen. He's preaching, amen, uh, to give you, amen, the ruhat, uh, allowing God to flow through you uh, and give you the life. Uh, so when you go against your trial, you go against your situation, you go against uh, that which hinders you, uh, you are overcomers uh, in Jesus Christ. Oh, praise the Lord. Oh, praise the Lord. Look, I know I'm only 29 years old, uh, but I understand. uh, Amen. The Ruhath of God. I understand the power. We've lived long enough to understand uh, who the winner is in our life. Uh, It's not I. It's not my wife. uh, It's not our children. uh, Amen. But it's Jesus Christ himself. It's his Ruhath. It's his power. It's his anointing. His strength, uh, his wisdom, his knowledge, his understanding. Amen. I, I, I'm, I'm very competitive uh, when it comes to sports. Uh, I, I, you can tell by my big body, I love sports. Amen. Amen. I'm very competitive when it comes to sports. Uh, and, and I transferred that. When the Lord filled me with the Holy Ghost into worshiping and living for God. Amen. Brother Trevor, I don't know how in the world you jumped up here a while ago and then jumped down, but I'm not trying it. I'm just too young. He's 17. Praise the Lord. Amen. And, and, and if, I can, if I can, in my first phase... Uh, Amen. Go to a football game and, and uh, get all excited about a little pigskin, pigskin football, g- brownish, and then a round orange ball uh, that goes through a little hoop uh, every once in a while, uh, hopefully. Amen. If I can get excited and stand up and, and, and if I can go, yeah, touch. Praise the Lord. If I can do that in a stadium, if I can do it in a pavilion, I can do it in the church. I can do it in the church. Oh, come on, young people. You know what I'm talking about. You're competitive. I know you are. Worship God. Worship God with all of your heart, mind, soul, and strength. Oh, praise the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. 
Praise his name. Praise his name. So that, that's why, well, I'm not going to say that. I'll embarrass him. But he taught, Ben taught me how to worship God. Amen. As a little baby, he showed me how to worship God. Amen. And we must do the same. We should never come into the house of God, fold our hands, sit down, and do nothing. That's first phase. That's first phase. But if you've been filled with the Spirit of God, amen, I, you should not be con contained to that seat of yours. You should not contain uh, that voice of yours. You should not contain that hands, uh, the arms, uh, and the legs uh, that God gave you and formed you. Oh, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Amen. Jesus Christ. Now I'm in the New Testament. Jesus Christ was nailed to a cross. There he willingly, Jesus willingly gave his life for all men, for all mankind. The scripture says in Matthew chapter 27 and 50, when he, referring to Jesus Christ, Bible quizzer, had cried again with a loud voice, yielded up the ghost, the ghost, with a loud voice, ghost, ghost, ghost. Ghost in the New Testament is pneuma. And pneuma is equivalent to the ruach in the Old Testament. So when Jesus Christ went to the crowd, to the cross with a loud voice, he yielded up the Ruach. And when he yielded up the Ruach, he became empty. He became void. It was just a body. Amen. And they carried the emptiness to a tomb and placed them in the tomb. And in the tomb, when they laid them down, rolled the stone, the tomb was filled with the body of Jesus Christ without the pneuma and without the ruach of God in him. He was lifeless. He was void. He was incomplete. That's why I don't praise a, a, a crucified Jesus. Because a crucified Jesus is without life. I don't want to live a dead life. I don't want to be lifeless. I want to be a winner. I'm competitive. I want to be a winner. And I worship not the cross. I'm thankful for the faith. I'm thankful for the first phase. It's a necessity, the cross was a necessity. The tomb was a necessity. Amen. But it contained a body 
that was lifeless. Uh, the Ruhat of God was not in the body. Amen. And you and I, we can't win in life without the Ruhat of God in us. Oh, praise the Lord. Oh, praise the Lord. But suddenly, the stone was rolled away. He did not walk out of the tomb. Our God, our Jesus, our Lord, our Savior, our Messiah did not walk out of the tomb. But the stone rolled to the side. And within that chamber, there was where Jesus laid at the end or at the foot his clothing. Jesus is no longer dead. He is alive. Just like the scripture said, tear down, uh, amen. Tear down this temple and in three days uh, I will build it up, uh, amen. In three days I will be resurrected. What happened? What was it? Was it CPR? Was it a surgery? Was it some doctor that came into the tomb uh, and somehow brought the the body of Jesus Christ back to life. What was it that gave Jesus life once again? It was the root. The wind began to blow. Oh, my God. I wish those doors would blow right open with the wind right now. The wind began to blow. Amen. Just like it did over the, the, the body of the earth. Amen. In the beginning, the Ruha flowed over it, and there was order, and there was fashion, and there was completeness. Just like the Ruha blew into the nostrils of Adam and gave him life. Yeah, yeah. Amen. Just like the bones and the bodies that came together in Ezekiel's days in that valley. All of a sudden, that wind blew, and when it blew, amen, they received life and resurrection. I am convinced uh, that in that tomb uh, there was a movement that took place. Uh, amen. Uh, there was a Ruhat, uh, a Numa, amen, that moved uh, in uh, that tomb uh, and returned uh, to the body of Jesus Christ. Uh, and all of a sudden, uh, there was movement in the hand of Jesus. All of a sudden, there was a movement in the arms of Jesus. All of a sudden, he stood up, uh, amen, and he walked through the wall. He walked through the stone. That's the coach I want. That's the Messiah I want. That's the God I want. I want a winner, amen, to coach me. I want a winner to lead me, amen. I want a, le a, a, a leader and a leader that would give me direction to the Ruhat of God. Oh, give the Lord a hand clap of praise. Oh, praise the name of Jesus. Peter said it. Peter said it in chapter 3 and verse 18 of 1 Peter. He said, being put to death in the flesh, but quickened by 
the Ruach. Quicken by the Numa. Quicken by the Spirit. I want to win. You want to win. You want to leave this church a winner this morning. Amen. You really do. Then and only then, with the Ruach in Jesus Christ, was he made complete once again. And that's who I worship. That's who I praise. That's who you worship. That's why you're here today, because he's alive. He's alive. And when he walked through those stone walls, he walked among men for 40 days. He shared his experience. He loved his people. He served his people. For 40 days. And then at the end of the 40th day, there was men gazing through the clouds. And all of a sudden, that body that was glorified, that body that was revived by the Spirit of God, that body that received the Numa, the Ruhad of God, ascended into heaven. Our goal and our dream is to do the same. We're living for God not to lose, but we're winning, we're playing, we're, we're living for God so that we can win. And when we win, we will meet him in the sky. When he returns the same way he left, we will meet him in the sky. Praise the Lord. I'm going to run out of time, but I'm not going to go there. But the dead shall rise and meet him in the sky. How do they rise? Ruach, Numa, return to the dead bodies, the empty bodies, the void bodies, and met him in the sky. Praise the Lord. As noted in the first chapter of Acts, over 120 men and I would say maybe even more with women and, and children included, were found in a room. They were obedient to the words of Jesus Christ and waited for his promise in Jerusalem. Because they desired the promise, it was in that room that they prepared themselves. It was in that room, it was in that room, Pastor, it was in that room where they asked God for their forgiveness of their sins. 
It was in that room where their spiritual optics were adjusted to Jesus only. It was in that room where they emptied themselves. Oh, what a dead church it is when the assembly comes together and they're full of themselves and they're full of their situations. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I knew there wasn't gonna be too many hands clapping. It was in that upper room, in that prayer room, yeah. that the people prepared themselves for the second chapter of Acts. They were there with purpose. They were obedient to the word of God. The first phase is a necessity. Going to the upper room is a necessity to be filled with the Ruhath of God, with the spirit of God. Okay, okay, it hurts to be in the upper room. It's not what we desire as human beings to be in a place where you have to give up all of yourself. I wonder why, amen, it is chosen to worship God with your hands. It's a sign of surrender. I'm not embarrassed to raise up my hands for Jesus Christ. That's what they did in the upper room and in, in, in that prayer room. Uh, all of a sudden, they found themselves and their face lifted up, uh, calling on the name of Jesus, asking God to fill them with that gift, uh, asking God to forgive them of all their sins, uh, all their situations. It's all yours. I leave it at your feet, Lord Jesus. It's yours. It belongs to you. I empty myself for you, my God. Uh, I empty myself for you. Pastor, this is one of the problems of this denominational world. They find themselves stuck in the upper room. It feels, don't get me wrong, we need that first face. We need that upper room. We need that prayer room. Yes, indeed, we need it. But when you and I repent and when we empty ourselves, all of a sudden, we feel great. We feel wonderful. We feel that God has touched us, that God has filled us. Amen. But you're still incomplete. They were incomplete in the upper room. It was just a place, uh, amen, to prepare themselves for something greater and more powerful to take place in their life. I'm talking to somebody this morning uh, that needs to hear, we need to empty ourselves. We want a revival, uh, amen. We want people filled with the Holy Ghost, uh, amen. We want people delivered. 
delivered uh, and strengthened and living for the King of Kings uh, and the Lord of Lords. This is about a good place to stand up right now and give the Lord a standing ovation. Well, hallelujah. Any surrenderers here this morning? Is anybody surrendering to Jesus this morning? Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Glory to the living God, our Lord, our Savior, our answer to all our dilemmas. Blessed be the name of the Lord. It was only the first phase. You can't stay in the first chapter of Acts. You can't remain feeling good. You can't remain in a place uh, empty, full, hungry all the time. Uh, amen. Uh, I, I believe you shared with me, uh, amen, uh, that that. You needed something more from God, uh, a great, uh, Brother Bonner, a greater depth in Jesus Christ. Something more. Amen. It was like the earth in the beginning was crying out, God, organize me. It was like Adam in the beginning crying out within uh, the, its, its mouth and nostrils, God, blow your ruach in me. It was like that army of dry bones, amen, in that valley, amen, that were crying out, we want God. We want God. We want his spirit in us. We want life in us. And in that upper room, amen, as they worship God, God, uh, as they prayed and emptied themselves, uh, we want your gift, Lord. We want your gift. Uh, we want your promise, my God. We want your ruhat. We want your spirit, oh Lord. Fill me. You got to get out of the first chapter of Acts. You got to get out of the prayer room, uh, amen, and go out and share the gospel of Jesus Christ. Uh, share with them what happened in the prayer room, uh, and then share with them what's happening in the sanctuary, and let there be an apostolic revival to take place uh, in our hearts, uh, in our homes, uh, and in our church. Oh, praise the name of Jesus. So we go to the second chapter. I'm almost done. We go to, that's scary. When we go to the second chapter of Acts, verses 1, 2, and 4 reads, When the day of Pentecost had arrived, they were all together in one place. Phase one's done. We're in chapter two now. Suddenly, a sound like that of a violent rushing ruah wind. A violent rushing pneuma wind came from heaven and it filled the whole house. 
the whole house where they were staying. Then they were all filled with the holy Ruha. They were filled with the holy Numa and began to speak in different tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. There's a difference between the upper room and the second chapter of Acts. There is a difference, amen, in loving God, amen, and that's it, in loving God and being filled with the love of God and the spirit of God, the ruchat of God, the pneuma of God. Mm. All because they emptied themselves. You know, Brother Billy Cole goes to Africa. We used to go to Africa years ago. And, and you know, a, a preacher, a pastor, a minister will be intimidated because he's preaching and literally thousands upon thousands of people receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. The gift of the Holy Numa and Ruha. Why? Why in Africa and why not in this, these United States of America? My friends, it's because my African brothers were empty. And me in the United States of America, I'm concerned about how much money I make. I'm concerned about what I drive. I'm concerned about uh, where I'm going on vacation. I'm concerned about how I'll pay the bills. I'm concerned about uh, where I live and how big my house is or or, or, or where the location of it might be. I'm concerned that I don't own a boat uh, or I don't know own a plane. Uh, I, I'm concerned of all these carnal things. I'm full of myself in these United States of America. I know it's not you, it's just me. So this morning I want to empty myself. I want to empty myself of my pride of my thoughts, my intent, uh, and my agenda. Because God wants to fill somebody with the spirit of God, with the Ruhat of God this morning. Just like he did it for the earth, just like he did it for Adam, just like he did it for Zechariah's army, uh, just like he did it in the upper room, uh, or for us uh, after the upper room, uh, we want it happening today. Now you find yourself in the upper room right now, in your seats. But I want to believe that at these altars is the second chapter of Acts. I want to believe that at these altars, the wind, the ruha, the numa flows through the altar. And if you come to the front with an empty heart, 
with an empty vessel. Void of yourself. He will fill you with his spirit. He will renew you with his spirit. He will baptize you with his spirit. He will give you the Ruhat and the Numa. So our workers are coming to the front right now. These are people that believe in the Numa. They believe in the Ruha. They believe that something powerful and great is about to happen. So I'm asking you in the upper room right now, I know you feeling good. Amen. Brother Barnard, we're crying out to God. We're, we're just feeling it and living it and running the aisles and worshiping God. But if you're empty now, you need a deeper encounter with Jesus Christ. So I'm asking you to come to the altar right now. And if you're a guest this morning and you think you're crazy, that we're crazy, you're right. We're crazy about Jesus Christ. So please come to the altar. If you want to be refilled with the Holy Ghost, if you want to receive the Holy Ghost for the first, look at this little child. His hands are lit. He's surrendering to Jesus Christ. Oh, that we adults can do this. Oh, that we can empty ourselves. Amen. And worship the Lord. Come now. Come on, church. Fill these altars up with souls uh, and hearts, uh, amen, that love the Lord. Uh, hallelujah. Call out to G. I need some good old timers to come uh, and pray for folks uh, right now at the altar. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Move, my God. Move, my God. Fill him. Fill him with your spirit, my God. Renew him, my God. Uh, hallelujah. Give him apostolic revival, Lord. Oh, mighty God. Let the Ruhat get into the second phase. Get into the second phase. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, mighty God. Mighty God, mighty God, mighty God. Oh, baptize him, Lord. Baptize him, Lord. Baptize him, my God. Oh, uh, hallelujah, hallelujah.